0: Welcome to the
1: Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. welcome to the spiritual intelligence podcast my name is daniel martinez stahl and with me today is Neferisha johnson she is someone that reached out to me recently with a really interesting and fun project that i'm looking forward to sharing with you guys i will let her speak of it but uh first and foremost She is a listener of the show and uh, liked what she was hearing, reached out to me to become uh, a speaker on something that she's working on. And so for today's show, what I wanted to do was speak of this project with her and also talk to her about what it's like to be a listener on the show and see where we go. It's a completely open conversation. As always, no idea what we're gonna be going into. Um, I don't know what's gonna be shared and which direction we're gonna end up in, but it'll be a fun conversation nonetheless. So Nefresha, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then lead directly into uh, the book and the uh, project that you're working on?
2: Yes, first of all, thank you. Thank you um, for having me, Um, it's exciting to be here, um, to be a listener, and then to be able to have a you know a live 3D conversation with you about what I hear. But first of all, um, yes, my name is Nefer Isha. I am originally from the DMV, the DC area, uh, by way of Atlanta, Georgia. I've been living there with my family for the past 16 years. I am a lifelong educator. I consider myself a student and an educator. I'm a world traveler. And the, uh, and I've been teaching, uh, I've taught, I love to say I've taught in three states, one foreign country, primarily teenagers, but I've also taught adults. And my medium of teaching my love is language, all things language, words, you know, bending words, listening to words, saying words, just communication in general. I've always excelled at um, being a great communicator. And I invited you, I have been listening to the show, I feel like maybe, maybe since early summer. And I saw a connection. First of all, I was attracted to the title Spiritual Intelligence. And the work that I am sharing with the world, my first book called The Essence of Wellness, A, a Love Journey, is about spirituality. And what I loved about what I heard on the show was that it gave it felt like it was giving permission. And I had never heard anything like it before, giving permission to look at spirituality as authentically as we look at, you know, our hair, our face, our, what all these other things that are outwardly. And so the conversations I was hearing were very refreshing because you're guessing you, you were going deep. I mean, you were going deep. You didn't lose me, you know, but you were... Making spirituality to me, um, for lack of a better term, um, mainstream, because you were talking about it as if you would talk about, you know, this crock pot in front of me or whatever. So (laughs) I really, really enjoyed that. And I look forward to the episodes because um, I learned something new, even if someone's on on like, you know, soundbath and I didn't know much about it. But there's always a way to connect it to spirituality, hence my work where I I've always made myself the client or the person first. So when I became a teacher 25 plus years ago, I chose to be the teacher that I didn't get. And I felt like when and I think more of high school than anything, you know, the teachers would write whatever on the board, sit down, and you just kind of got it. And I always wanted to be interactive. I wanted to go deep. And I feel like in my classes, anybody that has worked with me whether I say it or not, we're always dealing with the spirit first. You know, I'm always giving my students journal prompts and I'm asking them to go deeper and, you know, making connections. And when I taught high school literature, my favorite part was transcendentalism and the Thoreau's and all of that, because that's what they talk about. And I feel that my work that I'm doing through the book, which my, you know, the the people that I kind of, focused on I love teens but women you know so i am beginning to have you know some people might call them tribes but i would say small women groups kind of taking it back to indigenously when we would gather as women to support each other so in these groups we script we we journal we do self study you know sometimes it's just simple as um and, and me being a teacher and having ideas, and I know I'm kind of an air sign, so I'm all over the place, but you know, we'll look at astrology, but we also look at color therapy. And there's just so many ways. This beautiful body and spirit that we are, there's so many layers. And I I feel like you can never, ever in the course of our lifetime, learn it, know too much, study yourself too much, because by studying ourselves, we are connecting with the world. Hence, the self-love, which is my book is about uh, global love and nature love, which is all spirit. So that's how I see the connection. And so I'm happy to sit and have this conversation with you, you know, talk about my work, but also uh, ask some questions that, you know, have come up since I've listened to your broadcast, your podcast.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. That's um, that's uh, very exciting. And so your book is coming out when?
2: It officially comes out on Amazon January 25th.
1: Oh, that's coming up. Excellent.
2: Yes, yes. And, um, you know, I have some copies myself and I have a website where people can go and buy the book. Yeah. I'm I'm old fashioned. I, I like a hard book in my hands. It'll also be e-book, the e-book version coming out, you know, very soon within the week. But um, yes, I... I I uh, love a book and it's a book that women and I'm, and it's not that it's not for other people, but I, I think of women because I say, this is the book that, you know, on my journey as a 20 year old, you know, somebody would sit here, here's some place to start, you know, it's yeah. like a blueprint.
1: Yeah. And the project that I was speaking about is a virtual summit that you've put together as mm-hmm. a way of extending out. And reaching out to others as part, I would imagine, promotion for the book or related to the book. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a virtual summit that you're organizing. That's gonna take place end of February. Can you speak about that a little bit more?
2: Yes. So the virtual summit is a is gonna be a space like for a period of about seven days. I am going to uh, introduce a different person or that I admire in some way and that connects to wellness, whether it's physical, you know, whether it's through music, what, whatever way I respect them. And so every day I plan to share, you know, there there will be a, a, a space where everybody can go, like a virtual classroom, where people can go and get to know these uh, people that I have met along the way that somehow I admire. And they all somehow connect to the the messages in my book, which either we're dealing with some form of love, because as far as I'm concerned, everything is related to love. And I used to tell my students that every song, and I used to, you know, know, challenge them to to come and show me something different, every song in the world that was created is a love song. And so they would try to challenge me and they were like, what about the instrumental, you know? But anyway, so... My book has three areas. You have global love, you have nature love, and you have self-love. And somehow, whomever I'm talking to deals with this. And so the promotional period is like February 16th to the 23rd, you know, and I'm talking off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And so every day, when people that, um, as, as you learn about it, you have a link and every day you'll be able to, you know, learn about what these people do in the world and how they are making the world more well, as I would say.
1: Excellent, excellent. And so I'm really excited to to listen to the rest of the interviews because I know that you and I had, um, had our interview for my part of that show, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will, of course, share the link of that in this episode once that is live. Yes. I will also include it in my newsletter for the podcast for those of you that are on my newsletter. Um, I do include some information out in the newsletter periodically as well so please sign up if you would like to get more information about the podcast and some additional tidbits so nefarisha um is there anything else that you would like to share with us about what you do or what you would like to do your vision for where you are going anything of that nature
2: i would say that i would like to you know, when I show up in the world or when anybody, you know, is wondering like, hmm, you know, how how could I connect or, you know, how could, um, you know, or how could anybody, you know, get, be a benefit? I would say that ultimately I'm a person, whenever I connect, first of all, I consider myself a co-creator. So when I work with uh, women and sometimes people will ask me, about you know diet sometimes they'll you know and I will literally take them through what has worked for me in terms of I'm I'm plant-based. But sometimes people will ask me to work with them through diet. Sometimes people ask me to help them with their space because I am very skilled in creating a very tranquil, you know, calm space where you can pretty much create whatever you want. You know, and I do it through, you know, and I've talked about this before through color, through color therapy and through you know, you can see plants in the background through, you know, through nature. So whomever I work with, I consider myself a co-creator and I go on the journey with them. So I'm not sitting here like as in, in the teaching world, we would call somebody your sage on the stage or a guide on the side. And so I don't consider myself, you know, any higher or I have all the answers. Whenever I work with somebody, I look forward to it because I'm, I'm learning with you and I'm going through this with you and I'm learning more about myself as I am you know, just helping you ignite whatever it is in you. Because I feel like everything's in us. We have the answers. It just needs to be tapped.
1: And when we were talking earlier, you were speaking about how you tend to work mostly in groups of women, but you do also have some individual one-on-ones. Can you talk about how people can work with you and engage with you?
2: So... I, I will do. I have had, you know, women work with me one on one. And a lot of times, you know, in my community, it has a lot to do with diet, you know, because women are trying to lose weight or, you know, their parents. And I have, you know, I, I want to say I've done it successfully, but, you know, the way and it's in and a, and a lot of times when people. And I invite, I always consider things invitations. So I'm not a hard sell. It's like it's an invitation based on what you've seen or based on what you heard. I, I invite you into, you know, taking a journey with me so you can see what I have done and what I've done in my experience to, to get better. So I have had women work with me one-on-one. Now I have people who get to know me and what I'm able to do. I've had people straight, you know, work with me to help them in their communication because that is what I do. I'm a person in the in the world. So some people have wanted me to help them be better at communicating in the written word. But for me most of the time my goal is to help women appreciate love and respect themselves. And so I go through different rituals. Sometimes I show them about, you know, I use meditation. I'm huge because I'm such a wordsmith. I'm huge on journaling and scripting and scripting out your life, like literally writing out how you want your life to be. So that's usually the way I do. But first I I kind of get to know a woman and I and I basically try to figure out what is it that you want to do sometimes some women they already are happy you know they 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 have some confidence but they just feel like okay I have this skill but I don't know how to move up to the next level and then there's some people that there's chaos and they and they want order and so I'm really I'm really skilled at creating orders and systems to help you kind of simply move and get the most out of life I keep it real simple and to me simple basically means that you use what's at your disposal already. For me, the first the first area that I looked at and I started growing was what I put in my mouth, and for me, hydration is huge. Water, and that's an element, and that's spiritual, and we we can go down that road. But yeah, answer your question.
1: Actually, I would love to have you speak about water. Um, you mentioned that it's spiritual, and I 100% agree with you. So I would love to have you expand on that.
2: When I say spiritual, first of all, you know, we've heard it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to assume. Most people I know have heard it a gazillion times that we're primarily made of water. And one of the works that moved me so much that that kind of solidified what I already intuitively knew is this Japanese uh, photographer, Masamutu, I might be messing up his name, but I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but long story short, he did a study on water. You know, you you put certain words with water and you're gonna get, you know, beauty. If you put certain other words and energy, you're gonna get destruction. And water is, and I do, and I, I'm big on feminine, masculine, and not necessarily male, female, but water, water is gonna take the form of whatever it has. Water, we're drawn to water and we don't some some of us don't even know why, but I say it's spiritual because just for that reason, when he and I I instinctively knew this, but I, I didn't know how to articulate it. And when I became familiar with his work, I said, I knew it was out there. But in his work, he basically, you know, took, you know, did a very specific study and he was a photographer. So he was able to look at water molecules and how they came together and how if you spoke to the water a certain way, or you put certain words on it, it would respond in, in kind. And if you were, you know, neglectful, you, you know, just like plants behind me, we, we've heard people talk about, especially when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, they say, talk to your plants. And people would think people were crazy, but um, it's energy. You know, everything's energy and water holds energy. We are water. And so we all know that if you treat people a certain way, you talk to them a certain way, they're going to respond. That's why people talk about, Children and how, you know, when they're in certain environments, they become a certain way. You know, they're, you know, these huge bodies of water that are affected by the spiritual energy that is around them, mainly their parents or the adults. And, um, you know, it's just intuitively, you know, and water takes on whatever form you put it in. And to me, without even being able to totally articulate that in and of itself, you could just stop with that. I mean, wherever you where you put it, it's going to take on the form. And it's soft and it's hard.
1: Water, the study that you are referring to or the, the individual, and I'll include the link in the episode description. Um, I, I'm familiar with his work. It's Dr. Masaru Emoto and water consciousness, and I'll include the uh, URL in the description. But what he did was he put, as um, Neferisha was speaking about, he put water next to specific words, written words, like love or happiness or compassion. And then he would freeze the water. And how the water would freeze would show a pattern or a design and then he also took water and put it next to words like anger or hatred um, resentment and again did the same thing and again would freeze it and then would show the crystals and it's fascinating the difference between the more um, positive versus negative in a very poor sense of the word um, I'm not a big fan of using positive and negative words in that way, but the more supportive words versus the more uh, resistant words, really fascinating to see how that imagery uh, came about. Um, and there's more information in the in, in in the study as well. So I'll definitely include that link. What I wanted to talk about with regards to water and energy is as I have started exploring, the world of trans channeling time and time again I hear people that trans channel talk about how important it is to drink water when we work with spirit it takes a lot of energy and water is energy which is the reason that um, whenever we deal with healing there's a lot of energy involved and water is energy, which is the reason that when you go to a massage, the masseuse is going to say to you, make sure you, d- you re- hydrate really well after the massage. If you do Reiki healing, the practitioner is going to say to you, make sure you drink really well after the Reiki healing. Um, and same thing with me. If you do a session with me of spiritual regression, I will talk to you about being well hydrated beforehand. And I will emphasize the idea of hydrating afterwards. It's really, really important to drink a lot of water Especially when we're doing any kind of energy work, um, so thank you for bringing that up it's a it's a really interesting subject and topic. Um, so I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to kind of ask me or share about your experience as a listener and see where
0: we go from there.
2: Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. So I will say that um, I would love to kind of talk a little bit about um, not just, uh, and we've talked about it a little bit on, on an upcoming conversations. Okay, so we got spiritual intelligence, and then we have, um, which is fascinating to me, thought versus intuition versus inner wisdom. And those, and you explain them very well, I think what resonates with me and we had a conversation where you talk about kind of all of those in their own, you know, they're all connected and then how to, to be, to, to be in that mindset or to be in that energy, that spiritual intelligence energy, give it energy and have it, um, Have it energize you in your day to day, and and I want to talk. I want to. I want you to talk to me about that, or let's converse or conversate um, about that. Okay. A little more, because that's that's fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there's a lot that you shared in there, and let me and I'll do my best to to hit all of the points that you bring up because they're really interesting discussions. First
0: and foremost, thought, intuition, and inner wisdom. Um, Thinking about the three principles as described by Sidney
1: Banks, which as a listener of the show, I've mentioned uh, the three principles a number of times. Thought is discussed and described as being the power of thought not so much our personal thinking. When we are able to look towards the direction of the spiritual formless energy that makes it possible for us to have personal thought, it changes and it shifts our relationship with our personal thought. We begin to look more towards the fact that the critical aspect of our experience is that we are capable of thought. And the content of our thought is almost secondary. Not secondary in a sense of belittling it, but secondary in the sense of I am going to have content in my thinking. I am a human being. I am going to relate and interact with life through thought. It's inevitable. I'm going to have thought. And it's very easy for me within my human experience to get really caught up in the perception of reality that I feel about the thoughts that I'm believing to be true in the moment. And that sounds like a big thing to say, and it might even sound a little complicated to some, but we all respond and relate to our experience of life based on the thoughts that we believe to be real. And we believe our thoughts to be real because we give our thoughts meaning. We give them importance. We give them justification. We feed them attention. Those are the thoughts that are going to interact with us. And if I want to focus on the COVID pandemic and think about the stress and the fear of dying and the anxiety of going into elevators and bathrooms and walking by somebody that doesn't have a mask and playing with all of that space i i can live a very stressful life now what i do in my personal life in my individual life is i'm aware of all of the things with regards to covid and i do what i can to protect myself i'm not walking around without a mask i'm being very careful with my proximity to others i care for somebody my mother who is very high risk so i need to be careful but i'm not giving the thoughts of concern and anxiety a lot of value i'm aware of them and i respect them but i am talking within myself more about being careful being safe being respectful but being optimistic, being hopeful, being positive about my experience. Um, And at any point in time, we can choose to have thoughts that feel good, or we can choose to have thoughts that don't feel good. And I'm going to rephrase that a little bit. We can choose to pay attention to thoughts that we have that feel good or we can choose to pay attention to thoughts that we have that don't feel good. Because we cannot control the thoughts that come to us. We think that we can because we can use our free will to create thoughts. And so we innocently tell ourselves that we can control our thinking. We can't. It's impossible to control our thinking. You have no way of predicting or knowing what thought you're gonna have in five seconds or five minutes or five hours you cannot control that there's no way shape or form that any of us has any way of controlling our thoughts what we do have an influence in and i say it in that way because i don't like saying i can control my thoughts or my experience but i can influence my experience very strongly via the thoughts that I give importance to, the thoughts that I pay attention to, the thoughts that I feed attention on. Those are the ones that are going to influence me more. Now, you have you guys may have also heard me talk about Sarah Landon. Sarah Landon is a woman who channels the council, which is a group of entities that speak through her. And I love their message. I talk about them uh, in in other podcasts. And they talk about how we are the creators of our own creation. That is a big part of their foundational discussion. We are the creators of our own creation. If you get involved and listen to the three principles and explore the three principles in more detail, it will come across fairly quickly the idea that we are creating our experience inside out. From the thoughts that are being generated from within us. And our interpretation of life is based on the importance and meaning and value we give to experiences externally, which are thought created. And so there's a very strong parallel there where we are creating our experience via the thoughts that we give importance to.
0: And if you look into um, the law of attraction. The law of
1: attraction basically states that the vibrational frequency that you are focused on will
0: inform the universe what it is that you are looking to attract. So if you are focused on your...
1: Sadness, your sorrow, your anger, your frustration, your doubt, which are all natural human emotions. If you focus on those, you're going to create more similar thoughts. Now, I've gone through periods and episodes of doubt and fairly low moods. Um, I know that they will pass. So I don't give them a lot of attention. I know that my low moods are just thinking that I'm having in the moment that for whatever the reason, consciously or unconsciously, I'm giving importance to. And I don't like feeling that way. So when I'm feeling kind of edgy and the kind of doubt and depression side, I, I know that I'm kind of on that edge, but I don't feed it. I don't lean into it. I kind of invite myself to lean the other way. It's like, it's hard for me to feel great when I'm in those moods, but it's easy for me not to feel worse. And a lot of us innocently lean into our bad moods and we end up feeling worse until something happens and it passes. But we end up feeding that anger or that frustration or that sadness and we end up going into an innocent downward spiral. And some of us are able to come out of that More easily than others. And that's all that is. And I know that I went a long way to talk about thought, but thought is one of these things that's very difficult to explain because we have this thing called personal thought. We have our free will, which gives us the ability to create our own thinking. But then we have thoughts that come to us, which is a different kind of energy. For people that are energy sensitive, your emotional state will affect the thoughts that i have in my experience i will pick up on your on the energy that you are experiencing and that will generate thinking and thoughts in my experience which will then generate my emotional state Mm -hmm. so if you are feeling frustrated and i'm energy sensitive i'm going to feel frustrated too and i'm not going to know that it's coming from you Mm. and this is something that i'm personally learning because I'm learning about the fact that I'm highly energy sensitive, which is something I hadn't never considered or even thought of before. So my mother gets into a bad mood. I lose my temper with her. I lose my patience with her. I snap back at her and I'm like, I don't want to react that way. That's not how I want to feel. And what I'm learning is that a big part of why I'm responding the way that I'm responding is because I'm picking up on her energy and that's affecting me. And affecting the way that I'm interpreting the thinking and thoughts that I'm having. But So thoughts are a very big, kind of complicated description and discussion that we can go into. But coming back to the simplicity of it, which is what I love about the three principles, there's a simplicity
0: behind it. What matters... And the value and the strength and the power of our experience
1: with regards to the quality of our life comes from looking in the direction of the energy of thought as opposed to the content of thought. When we start noticing and recognizing that thought is a temporary energy that comes from nothing, it comes from the void, it comes from quiet, It comes from silence and peace and clarity and calm. All thought comes from there. It's born from there. And it's temporary. It'll pass. And its value
0: is only as strong as the value we give it. So I don't want to overcomplicate the idea of thought. But I also want to talk about the other thing that you mentioned, which is our intuition. And intuition is
1: not very different from our inner wisdom. It just manifests in a different way. So Sidney Banks describes wisdom as the spiritual intelligence before the contamination of human thought. And I love that description. And I mentioned this in our interview for your, uh, your summit. Um, I love that description. Spiritual intelligence before the contamination of human thought. And so we are all connected to the spiritual intelligence of life. We all are The spiritual intelligence of life which is really difficult for us to accept and because we are not only connected to but are also the intelligent energy of life we inherently have inner wisdom we inherently live with access to everything
0: that exists The insights that have changed our world from people uh, throughout the centuries have all come from their inner wisdom. They've all come from insights. Mm -hmm. So our intuition is a
1: representation of our wisdom revealing itself to us and guiding us. Now, what's really interesting is to think about the fact that people have this idea that channeling is something really special. That you have to be really gifted in order to channel. You don't. Every single human on this planet channels every single day. So what is channeling? Channeling is nothing other than receiving information from something other than yourself, your conscious self. And so if our inner wisdom is spiritual intelligence before we contaminate it with our personal thinking, when we get an insight, we're channeling that from our guides, our higher self, from God, from spirit, from mother earth from wherever you want to describe it
2: yeah and i feel confident that the book i channeled it and i, I purposely called on my ancestors my 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 female ancestors in addition to because I, I i knew that it wasn't it's not about me I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a channel just like you said
0: yeah
1: yeah and all all of us are channeling every single day and so The idea of inner wisdom, the idea of intuition, and the idea of thought, they're all connected and interrelated. Now, what's interesting, which is something that you didn't specifically mention, but it's this relationship between how do we identify what is thought and what is intuition, or what is thought and what is wisdom. And the way that I typically describe it, and. Each one of us has to find that answer for ourselves. But the way that I help people to at least get started is to notice the feeling behind it. To notice the feeling behind the thought. If the thought that we are having is doubtful, it is... um, condescending it is judgmental anything like that it it is not our wisdom that is not our wisdom speaking that is what a lot of people would call our ego speaking Um, i would refer to it as simply it's our human experience responding and reacting to content that it believes to be real and Our human wants to control and our human wants to be involved. And our human can also very innocently create resistance and block guidance from our spiritual self. Our human has that ability. Our human has that control. Our human can block and resist. Now, what happens when we block and resist is that we unfortunately end up struggling more than we have to. When we allow the guidance from spirit, when we allow the guidance from the energy of life, when we allow the intelligence of life to live through us, we live life more effortlessly, we live life more smoothly, and when we get caught up, we don't get caught up as deeply or as drama-heavy as we would otherwise. So it's a lighter experience overall. And so for me, the three principles description enabled me to have a language that allows my human to communicate with my spiritual self and vice versa, so that there's more collaboration between myself and there's more of a balance between the different aspects of myself
0: of my experience and so that's how i would kind of speak of those three things that you talked about
1: yeah and there was something else that you mentioned which i don't remember and i knew that this would happen Right.
2: But, so uh you I think you hear you talk, um, I asked you about in wisdom, intuition, thought versus intuition, you know, and I started under the whole umbrella of spiritual intelligence, which oh, is yes. wow, this is
1: yes, yes. Yeah. So the spiritual intelligence bit. Um really fascinating, really interesting. I relate and resonate with people that speak of spirituality as a normal aspect of ourselves that speak of it in normal tones that speak of it just like they're talking about business for me that is the conversation that i'm attracted to that's the kind of person that i want to bring onto this podcast because i want to help normalize the idea that we are spiritual beings and our spirituality is not about living up in the clouds and belittling our human experience. Our spirituality is leaning into our humanity. It's about embracing our human experience. We chose to come to this planet to experience a human form. We didn't come to this planet to go back into the the energetic, high vibrational aspects of energy and completely ignore what it means to be human or to belittle what it means to be human or to run away from what it means to be human. And so for me, a lot of this conversation in the podcast has always been about helping people expand their understanding of what it means to be spirit, but to always bring it back to what does this mean to our day-to-day experience? How can we integrate this so that it can help improve our quality of life and that reminds us of what it means to be human being human is a spiritual experience and a lot of us in the spiritual community forget about that from time to time myself included and so for me a big part of this conversation and the reason that i called it spiritual intelligence is because for me spiritual intelligence is exactly that it's about understanding what spirituality means so that we can have a better human experience
2: that makes sense and that's that is the attraction to the um the energy of the podcast for me you No, know, uh there are not many places where you hear that conversation like you just said matter of factly like you know i listen i'm, I'm a person that loves taking in information, loves learning new information. So there's, there's, uh, bound on, like you said, business and, and just, you know, normalizing and people talk there. I mean, there's other places that might talk about spirituality, but it just feels like the conversation is, um, complex, but simple. And, you know, like you said, you're, you're making it a part of everyday life. And for me, I think the best way and I talk about it um, in my work is nature. I don't think I've ever been able to go out in nature and I can't connect. I mean, whatever you think you're worrying about. I mean, it just, if you really connect, you have to, It ha- you have to let it go. I mean, it, it just, I don't, I don't know how you can hold on to the everyday modalities <laughs> um, of life. When you go out, I went out yesterday and, it, and it's cold, but I was just, I was just kind of connecting with the squirrel there. The squirrel was doing his thing, and I was just, you know, observing it. And I I I connected. We didn't we didn't talk, but there was a spiritual connection.
1: I love what you're saying, and I'm also going to challenge it a little bit. Okie doke. And I'm going to challenge it because it's something that I have played with in my own experience. Because time and time again i hear spirit talking to us about the importance of being with nature and being in nature and return regenerating and recharging and coming alive when we allow ourselves to be with nature and in nature and it doesn't have to be going out to a forest it can literally be being with a plant it doesn't have to be anything extreme though there are also others and anna maria vasquez who was also one of the speakers on a podcast will talk about how being indoors changes the energy and when we're outdoors the positive and negative ions shift and we need to be outdoors in order to experience the shift in ions and i can't speak to that because i'm not familiar with that but she will talk about that so i don't want to disregard that aspect of it. But what I do want to challenge is this. Everything is spirit. Everything is the energy of life, including our man-made objects, including our homes, including our cities, including the pavement and the concrete and the brick and the steel and the Styrofoam, everything that surrounds us in our homes and buildings that we've built can be arguably said to be nature. We just don't associate that with nature. And so we feel that we need to leave the city in order to find nature. And I would like to challenge that because though there is some truth to that, there's also truth in recognizing that if we recognize that everything is God and everything is spirit, we can find spirit in any
0: location. We can find ourselves in any location. And so that's just something to
1: kind of think about and play with because it's something that I do. I mean, I believe me, I love nature. I love the mountains, which, as I mentioned in our conversation, I, I, I uh, skied a lot when I was younger and, you know, take me to a, a snow covered mountain with pine trees and um, and cold breeze. Oh, it's just, it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, and then I challenge myself because then I think, but why do I feel like I have to leave my city environment in order to
0: connect with God? Because God is in the city too, and I'm using God very loosely.
1: I'm, I'm, I normally talk about spirit and the energy of life, um, and for whatever the reason today, God is is coming up. But so yeah, so it's a cool kind of idea to think about. Um,
2: And I think that it's both, like, I don't, I mean, I think you are in general, um, I guess, valid traditionally. And you're saying you're challenging, but like, when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, it's both. I like, I don't, I, I, there's, I don't have anything to say (laughs) to um, to refute what you're saying. I agree. Um, I think what I would, I say to people when I talk to them about it is that you have to find whatever that is that speaks to your, because you said you're right, it's everywhere, but there's some people that might be like, let's say we're gonna go extreme. Let's say you live in New York City and New York City. they've got buildings, Manhattan. And of course, you know, the spirit's there, but you might be like, I can't I'm having a hard time connecting with it because of mm-hmm. whatever I am. I need to go. You might even just need to go to to the river. I mean, you know, the river's not far. You might need to just go and see it. So I think everybody has to, just like you said earlier, everybody has to figure that out for themselves. So you're absolutely. Um, correct.
1: I was thinking about this the other day. A friend of mine in London um, and a lot of people in in London, I I heard it a lot more when I was in Europe than here in the States. And I forget what it's called and there's a term for it, but people go into depression because they're not exposed to the sun enough.
2: Yes, sad.
1: Um, I I don't remember what the term is, but she would suffer quote unquote from this and i think that a big part of the reason that people react the way they do and have the beliefs that they've created is because society tells them these things because they've heard it and they go oh yeah that makes sense yeah the sun is really important the sun is really powerful if you don't get sun, of course you're going to get depressed. Yeah, and then they buy into it. And then they get depressed on a cloudy day, and then they go, oh, that's why I'm depressed, because I don't have the sun. And then it creates a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think the same thing is with nature versus a city. Now, having said all this, Spirit will talk about how the energy in a life form is much more intense than energy in an inanimate object. And so, by going, by connecting with nature and going out to nature, by aligning yourself with a plant that's alive, there's an energy there that you're connecting with, which is very different than the energy that exists within concrete. So, I'm not dismissing that at all. But I am inviting the possibility that recognize that concrete also is the energy of life. And it isn't as black and white as our society wants us to believe that we need to leave the city in order to find nature, in order to find our peace. We can find peace anywhere. Peace is an internal state. It's not an external state. Peace of mind is something we find within ourselves And peace of mind is a experience that is internally generated, not externally generated. The thinking we believe to be real is the thinking that's going to create our experience. And if I think that I need to go out to find peace, then I need to go out to find peace.
2: Right. Yeah, but we can agree that the way that we've been trained and conditioned, kind of like what you're saying is, you know, yeah, we may have the tools. But we don't. It's harder to access them yeah. in in the city because we just don't. That we just don't have the. You know, we don't have the wherewithal. And so, yes, it is possible. But
1: society the doesn't person, speak about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the the reason that I'm bringing this up, again, and this goes to a request that I got from another listener recently was to speak more about where our global environment is going and shifting. And I've spoken about this a little bit, and I don't want to go too much into detail. I am hoping to have this conversation with other people in the future um, to expand on this, but I will bring it up because it's related to this. Our global environment has shifted. And we are in that turning point where we are still Believing the old way of thinking is the way that life life is, but life is now different. There is a new possibility for us that already exists, which is more inclusive, which is more awareness, which is more cooperation, which is more connection and A more connected experience to our spiritual self regardless of where we are and this is kind of where i am as well which is again the reason that i'm ch- that i challenge that is because this is where i'm shifting to i'm beginning to shift in my own awareness and recognition that wait that is a that is a idea that society has taught me and i'm beginning to question it And I'm beginning to kind of say, wait, there's more here. If everything is energy, then I can access energy from anywhere that I am. And everything is energy. If I am God,
0: which I am, if you are God, which you are, what does that mean? It means that
1: you don't need to go anywhere to find yourself. Because you are God. And the more that we can start aligning with the fact that we are divine energy in human form, we are still divine energy. And that's where we're going. Our entire society is shifting. Our planet's energy has shifted. And we have felt it over the last couple of years. It has shifted. Um, In my last. newsletter to the podcast um, newsletter that I have I included links to conversations of two different people that I listened to that talked about where we are going in 2022 beautiful conversations I'll include them in description of this podcast as well since I'm mentioning it but it talks about this to some degree, it talks about the shift that we are going towards. And the more that we can start living from a position of our own power, what, it, what does it mean that we are divine energy? It means that there are no limits other than the limits that we create for ourselves based on the beliefs that we're believing to be real. That's the only limitation that exists. The only limitation
0: mm-hmm.
1: what does it mean that you are a divine being what does it mean that you are the energy that creates worlds wow that means that i don't have to worry about anything because i am everything mm-hmm. and so what does that mean it means that the more that i can lean into that energy the more aligned I'm going to be with the energy of life and life will provide everything that I need and more before I even am aware that I need it. Which again is Mm. something that Sarah Landon and her team repeatedly emphasize, repeatedly talk about. We are going into a phase and a stage of creation, true creation, not manifestation. We are beyond manifestation and going into what true creation is. True creation is without an agenda. It is being present to the energy of life and allowing life to live through us and allowing life to do what it does the universe is incredibly abundant and we just don't allow it because we create our own ideas of limitation and lack and fear and less than Yes. and with that mentality we create more of the same
0: and our entire society is shifting our planet has shifted we just need to catch up
1: And so that's something that I wanted to bring up, which is, again, something that one of the listeners asked me to expand on a little bit more. Um, And I'm just, I'm a novice in this, guys. I honestly am. I'm beginning to learn about this. I'm beginning to understand it myself. I am, my, my, my toe is wanting to touch the water, and I'm thinking that I am there, and sometimes I feel like I'm still 15 feet away. But there's other times when I'm like, wait, my foot's already in the water. Um, But this is where we're going. Yeah. And this is for me what the challenge is. The challenge in life for me right now is to let go of my old beliefs, to let go of the things that I thought defined our experience of life, and to allow something completely unknown to live through me and to, and to experience a completely different way of experiencing life that is beyond my concept and my understanding and that is really
0: exciting and also a little scary yeah
2: and that's cool I think that's cool I think that, that means you're alive and I think the What I would take away and I, you know, I feel like I represent some part of the population out here, what can really be most beneficial um, to kind of articulate for a lot of people what you said about thoughts are real and the thoughts that we have attract more of that. And even though that's the law of attraction, that's thrown around a lot. But if you put it like that, I think people can grasp it more. You know, it's like the more you think something, the more it's real. And if people are honest with themselves and they kind of think back on whether something happened for them that they were happy about and welcomed or something they didn't welcome, if they probably kind of honestly, you know, connect the dots, they could probably see how they created the outcome, whatever it is, positive, negative, however if If people are honest, so i I think that is very important to say. and you know, I think in the past, maybe not so much now, people seem like they're more in tune with it, but I think in the past there were there were some people, you know, not a lot, but some people that that I was called Pollyanna. Because I was always, you know, I was always like, I'm, I'm going to the light. Like, I'm not, you know, and it's not like you said. It's not that you don't acknowledge that this is going on, but it's just I'm not focusing on that because that doesn't help me move or be in the space I want to be in. And it works for me. I'm just to say it, it works for me. It has worked for me. I, I will say that, and it continues to work for me. You know, I, I mentally, spiritually, physically, am healthy. Stay healthy. I call it in, and, and that's that's you know. Um, I like how you said we're beyond manifestation, we're creation. Yeah. That's why I call myself a co-creator. I'm I'm I, I work with people to create this a beautiful life, which is here. It's it's basically here. So absolutely. Thanks. This this is in this experience. I enjoy the conversation. Love hearing. Can't wait to hear the episodes that I haven't heard.
1: Anything else
0: you wanna bring up, question, talk about? ask i um will say that
2: i appreciate the conversations and connections i appreciate all of them but when you do something like tangible like um when i say tangible like when you had somebody on and they were talking about sound bath you know something real tangible that you know, you think, you know, and you do know something, but to have somebody come on and talk, you know, about whatever their experience is with that medium or, you know, that extension of themselves. That's very helpful. I will say that that's very helpful. So, uh, you know, anytime anybody, you know, even if it's somebody that does, I'm just going to use, for example, Tarot, uh, you know, whatever, you know, when you know, we all have and we like you said, we think we know something or it's a certain thing. And then somebody comes in and they tell their experience and how it connects to spiritual intelligence, it's always refreshing. So I would just, you know, as a listener, cool. that's always fun.
1: Hopefully we can, hopefully we can find more.
2: So I just kind of threw that out there. I think people just like, I reached out to you. I think people will reach out. Um, I would just, I think you answer my questions. I, I love talking to you. I feel like I, you know, it's always something just sitting here like, Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a, The way that it is articulated, I love hearing the way people articulate because it it puts a fresh perspective on whatever you thought. Even if you look at it and say, yeah, I, I," whether it's agree or understand or connect, it's the way that someone says it that kind of has you looking at it from, you know, from a different perspective, from a different filter. So. Absolutely. Thank you for the conversation. Um, It's been great. Absolutely. I'm always looking to learn. I'm a student for life as well as a teacher. So thank you for this opportunity. Um, I would love for people to come and and check out my, it's called the essence of wellness, a journey within, and it would be awesome for you to come over and hear what different people have to say about their wellness journey. Cause for me, I am in service. I feel like that's part of why I'm here. I'm in service. You know, I love young people, teens, And um, I love helping women know, understand, just like you say, we're God, goddesses, I call us goddesses, understand that we are and we create our reality and we don't need to look outside outside ourselves. So that's what I'm here to help.
1: One thing that I am wanting to highlight, which is something that I wanted to mention earlier. And I love that you work with women. I think that is very powerful. And I don't, I don't know how you work with women. In my experience, I have met people in the past that when they work with a specific gender, they focus on one aspect more than another. And let me kind of come into this a different way we are going into a we are coming from a very
0: masculine environment over the last 2000,
1: 3,000 years before that it was a very feminine environment for thousands of years and we are coming into a phase of existence where it's going to be about balance And so it's just an invitation. And again, I'm kind of speaking completely blindly and without any judgment, but just I want to bring this up because you do work with women entirely, or not entirely, but you do work with women primarily. And I want to highlight the fact that right now, especially now, it's about finding the balance between the masculine and feminine not focusing on one over another not judging or criticizing one over another it's about recognizing that we are both masculine and feminine and we are coming into balance of that
0: i agree well said
1: yeah so anyway thank you so much for the invitation to be a speaker on your uh project it was an honor um very very grateful for the opportunity it was a lot of fun great conversation very excited to share that um i may even get your permission if i can to share it as a podcast episode on this show okay but i need to talk to you about that and we can discuss that later okay um and it's okay if you say no and that's perfectly okay too um I will have in this episode description links to your book, as well as um, links to the page where they can find the information about the virtual summit.
2: Yes, excellent. I I look forward to um, welcoming your your audience. So thank you, Daniel. And it's been a pleasure. And we will meet again.
1: We absolutely will. I will talk to you soon.
2: Okay. Good night.
1: Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you heard something new that invites you to reflect, to go within, and deepen your own understanding of life and of our universal experience. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast series on your favorite listening app and share this episode with others that you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, may we all soar with inspiration, explore with passion, and live with love.